didn't already have a copyright strike, I would have started this episode with the end by the doors, since I'm pretty sure that we're all going to die soon. Oh, but God. And we're back! <laughs> this is Mike, Mike, still. and Oscar. And that's about the tenor of this episode you can expect. We're still here. Yeah, for now. Look, for now. I think this episode's kind of a public service. I agree with that. I think that we're doing something good here. We're going to make a lot of bad jokes while we do it. Yes, because if we don't laugh... Well, I personally will cry. You seem to have an immune system, but we both agree. It's a matter of time before I, I have this coronavirus. It seems like we're all going to get it. Yeah, well, if you go by certain speculations and projections, somebody that works at the Capitol building, one of the doctors there, said they expect basically running every two Americans to end up with it within the next six... It's gross out there. But, as Mike said, as a public service, both to our sanity and maybe to yours, dear listener, as well, uh, we had a James Bond series we're going to work on. That got kind of put on hold because of the coronavirus. We we had a bunch of coronavirus stories in this week's MMO Weekly to start the week off with, so we figured to uh, kind of fill in the schedule here, we would run down a watch list for your inevitable quarantine, <laughs> as it seems to be, because as more yeah. and more things shut down, and it seems to be that the next six to eight weeks are going to be very uh, touch and go as far as what will be open and what public services will be available and how many people you'll be allowed to see in your social life. Mike and I figured what better time to kind of focus on what's available and at your fingertips now. If you have to be confined and quarantined in your house, you might as well at least have a, a wide selection and a preview of things that you can pick and watch and kill some time with because we all may need that very soon. Now, our podcast does basically review everything always. <laughs> yeah. We don't have social lives, so this is fine. This is business as normal <laughs> so, <for us. laughs> like in a strange way, like our entire catalog can do this very yes, thing for agreed. you. Yes, agree. So I, I do want to mention that because if you're like... Especially the MMO Weekly episodes, by the way. We review all kinds of stuff in like that. Like 20 things yeah. an episode. Mike and I have no lives regularly. <laughs> We're going to talk more about that as we go. But we definitely have a couple episodes in there that review like 100 things a piece. Yeah. The Mike, Mike, and Oscars. Yeah. We have three annual award shows that we do with our audiences and, you know, go back on our uh, playlist tab in the SoundCloud home Yeah, the easiest way to do that, go on SoundCloud.com backslash Mike, Mike, and Oscar. Click the playlist link like Mike just said. You'll see it. We lay it all out for you. Scroll down to MMO Made Award Shows to find that playlist, and uh, you'll find three. Yeah. Mike, I, Mike, it, I mean, that's, you know, it's a self-promotion, but literally this is what we do. This is like, this, I know there's a, a meme going around TikTok right now that's like, oh, it's my time. This is our time. This is our time to shine, and, and this is what the coronavirus is doing. It's just a huge MMO fan, really, is all this is. So, seriously, while you're home, if you need things to watch, there's plenty of stuff out there. And so Mike and I came up with a top five list, which isn't really a top five, but it's more going to be a bunch of things. It's going to be five things that we think you would enjoy watching, mm -hmm. and then five things we're looking forward to seeing ourselves that'll cover streaming, VOD, it'll cover everything that's available, like we said, at your fingertips with your remote control. I guess as a means of starting this episode, though, we're going to start with kind of a news roundup and let everyone know where the various entertainment spheres stand in the wake of COVID-19. Yeah, and these stories are dropping by the minute, really, at, mm. at this point. Uh, when I started the day, or, or last night, I think, it was Peter Rabbit 2 moves from March 27th to August 7th. Now, this is something important, you know, to Mike and I because this is now shifting from the big temple blockbuster moving because it has it's too big to fail, mm -hmm. right? 
to something that's much smaller. Now you got that mid-budget movie that's moving. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of a, a red flag indicator. And there's no way this does well, right? I guess if you're going to move the kids' movie, the holiday kids' movie off its holiday, maybe early, late summer and early August is the prime time to do it because nothing comes out that time except for the comedies. Well, I'll be honest with you. August is not looking strong right now, just in terms of box office yeah. money makers. And, and I'll be honest with you, where No Time to Die moved, it moved to Thanksgiving. It didn't seem like a super crowded Thanksgiving this year. The August doesn't seem like it's super right. jam-packed. Peter Rabbit 2 might be a hit in August. Well, I, Peter Rabbit there. 1 did okay domestically. $50 million budget. Pulled it 115 domestically. International loved it. And if you're going to, again, it's one of those, if you're going to rely on the international market, you got to get the hell out of this landscape right now because you got to avoid corona because there are international countries that shut down their theaters. You can't go see a movie in China right now. That's true, and that's that's the obvious truth here. Sad. And the obvious question, therefore, is if and when theater owners shut down here in the States. You know, is this an inevitability, do you think? It, it certainly seems like a lot of states right now are making no gatherings of over 1,000 people. Yeah, here's my question. Why is that the magic number? Right. I mean, as uh, obviously as time goes on here and more people get this, I would think that magic number dwindles, but you're absolutely right. Even here in Connecticut, the magic number everyone's citing is gatherings of a thousand people or more. I would think if this thing does spread to like one in every two Americans, as some, I just said, some doctors are projecting, they have to, you can't let this get to that point. You can't let a virus take over 50% of people that are going to need medical attention. Well, the whole point of self-quarantining now or preemptively mm-hmm. quarantining now, like we talked about in the pre-show, Mike, is that hopefully it doesn't get to the point where China's at or where Italy's at yeah. right now. God. And and look what happened to the Italian box office. It, they dropped 95% of what they did last year. Yeah. And they dropped 75% from the previous week. They basically stayed open a week too long made no money next to no money and that probably hurt theater theater owners more right than if they actually planned ahead all right we got a dead space it is what it is yeah let's, let's shut down for a month and if, if that's what you have to do that's what you have to do i mean the italian government's doing something interesting right now in that they're shutting down regions of the country and they're not allowing intersectional regional travel right so i think that's kind of unique and that's kind of a, a major quarantine but also like you those are the two cases china and italy right now where we don't want america to fall into the pandemic that those two countries are dealing with right now because yeah. if we do it's going to just overflow and overflood our healthcare system our hospitals aren't going to be able to handle it so this preemptive quarantine only 600 people in america have it yeah right Italy had only 600 people that had it. And then 11 days after 600 people had it, 11,000 people in Italy had it. So this self-quarantine is a big deal. And you you need to kind of shelter yourself and and look out. Because if you're going to be the tough guy that's going out there and saying, I don't fear corona, and then you get it, well, that's one more person the hospitals are going to have to give care to that they wouldn't have to if you just... Wash your hand and stay indoors. And you're also one more person that's going to spread it around to an upteenth number of people. Because this thing can lay dormant for five days, is it? Something. It's it's, it's, person to person. I just was watching it. I'm freaked out about this because I'm going to get it with my immune system. But it's person to person contact. It'll last forever. If it goes on surfaces, it only lasts up to an hour or a day at most. So it seems like just the easiest way to not get this thing is to not be around people. Everybody become agoraphobic <laughs> <Right. laughs> for a month. The women in the window producers nailed it with this new release oh date. My God. <laughs>
Anyway, we have a smattering of other stories, the both of us. Uh, live studio audiences aren't happening. In many TV studios, I should say. Wendy Williams, I saw, isn't going to be in front of a live audience anymore. That's going to be a social experiment. It's going to be weird. Like, somebody's <laughs> going to say something too loud yep. in the background. Like, you think about these NBA games. The announcer says something wrong, like, well, that was an awkward shot by Jimmy Bricklayer. Yeah. He's a real shit player. Oh, boy, I'm fired, And the I? guy just turns, like, he gets a basketball to the face the next play. I mean, that might happen. I mean, seriously, We're it's going to echo. in unprecedented territory right now, yeah. Look, Coachella got moved from April 10th and 17th, those two weekends, to October 9th and 16th. I'm surprised they're even going, or at least at this point, going forward with it and trying to reschedule it, as opposed to just saying, in most like South by Southwest, screw it. Although, South by South... Fired a hundred, I think it was full time employees yeah. because they can't put the uh, the venue on this year, the Just performance can't. on this year. So it's brutal all around. It's sad. It's gonna really hit the economy hard. There's no doubt. But I mean, look at just last night yep. we had Biden and Sanders canceling their rallies for Super Tuesday too. Earlier in the week we had high school sports tournaments in Connecticut being canceled. Then there's picketing. Could there's you believe people rallying. were protesting? You're a high school Petitions. in Connecticut coach. You think it's a good idea or no to cancel? I believe in the self-quarantining right. idea. That seems logical. I think it seems logical. Let's not get to the point of China and Italy. Let's plan for uh, some kind of a shutdown. Right. I agree. I think that's wise, but it's, I don't know. I mean, like, it this sucks. Is, this is unprecedented territory. Yeah, what worries me now is that colleges are canceling their spring seasons, their entire spring season of athletics. Yeah. And therefore, I'm worried that we're going to cancel our high school spring season. So, I mean, I get, all right, now's the hot spot. You're really, you're worried about the tournaments, the indoor gatherings. Right. That does make some good sense. So let's just not do that. I agree. But outdoor the entire season, like, is this really going to throw us off for months? Or is this going to be something that throws throws us off for a month i that's the question i wish i think we have the same kind of hope with this i wish everything would shut down for a month and everybody takes it easy you don't want a complete shut like a national shutdown you need to have the grocery store open and things like that but i wish people would kind of like close schools close public gatherings I have friends that are college coaches that are scheduled to go on interstate trips right now that I'm, i'm fearful they're going to be stuck quarantined in a state that they don't have a home in I, I wish everyone would just take a breath for a week, two weeks, however long, and just up to a month and just kind of put life on hold. And yes, it's going to hurt the economy. And yes, it's going to hurt. I think things are going to get worse regardless. You don't want them to be as worse as, as, worse as they can be at the end of this. Yeah. Well, you got another uh, schmattering. Yeah, so today, just before we hit record, E3, which is a large gathering for the video game industry, one of the most famous ones where all these publishers come out and they introduce their new projects and what it's going to be announced and what's going to be available for Christmas time, they are closed. The Arnold Schwarzenegger Sports Expo, big bodybuilding convention, a lot of booths, a lot of people talking networking. That's not happening this year. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier for Disney+, Plus, they halted production as well, which is going to be something we're going to be on the lookout for coming in the next few weeks. What other productions are going to be stopped in the middle of their filming? And, and that's what's going to affect the next film year. Like, if you have productions getting halted, and you may have productions just sunk because yeah. they have no other recourse than to, to, to <sighs> just cut the money and run. I mean, at this point, I mean, that it's going to happen. Yeah, and Netflix is probably laughing all the way to the bank right now with all the, the properties they have in-house already filmed and waiting to debut. Well, that's a big talking point. That's a, one of the big questions I wanted to, to ask you about. 
once the quarantine does happen, mm-hmm. why wouldn't they drop one of their best th- things, anything? Yeah, I mean that'd be ideal, right? I, uh, their their biggest whatever they their big Oscar hope is for this year. Well, I don't know about an Oscar hope, but the, the next something big to get people talking like a bird box. Next big bird box. Yeah. Wouldn't they put that out during this crisis where everybody's stuck at home having to watch Netflix? Hopefully they could earn brownie points for their next 10 years, yeah. their next five years, just by winning people over and getting people maybe, to watch Netflix now. Maybe they did that and they thought that next thing was Spencer Confidential. I mean, that is, you know, it's no, Mark Wahlberg. I, well, it's a big name. It's a big property. Well, maybe they're telling themselves that Spencer Confidential is good enough for now. But yeah. I wonder. I sincerely wonder. I think you're right. If all I, these yeah. streaming services are like, all right, let's move something right. up to this inevitable period of a month or two weeks or whatever it's going to be. Especially because the biggest states are in uh, New York is under a harsh uh, state of emergency right now. California, I mean, look at the Golden State Warriors. They're not even in LA, they're in San Francisco in the Bay Area, and they've told crowds not to come. They're going to be playing no. basketball in front of an empty stadium. St. Patrick's Day parades are getting shut down and canceled. Oh and, my God. I mean, it's it's just it's starting to really get momentum to the point where you and I could just say, "All right, we're going to be in a room, yeah, waiting for this plague to pass by in the night, where we're going to be watching a lot of stuff." And that's why we structured today's episode. Yeah, we want to go over. All of the watch-at-home top fives, we're calling it our quarantine <laughs> top fives because we're evil bastards. That's right. But we did get recommendations from film Twitter yes. to a degree as well. We have some friends who mm-hmm. are you know, making some interesting decisions like you and I. <laughs> and, our, and our first friend that we're going to mention is, is Matt Neglia at, at Next Best Picture. Yeah. He said he's going to watch 28 Days Later. Of course, naturally. And Uncut Gems. And Uncut Gems is like, yeah, that's a stressful movie. That makes some sense. <laughs> to you! I don't think that's a stressful movie overall. How is that movie not stressful That movie to you? feels like home to me. Seriously, you're not stressed out while watching that movie? I was smiling the entire time. No, I, I'm not stressed at all. That's like, that's great. I love it. I get it. Also, it helped that I knew what happened in the big game at the middle of that movie, which also Oh, you did. You me. remembered that yeah, game because right, it's of your favorite right. team. Right, so, yeah. It was, that was, it was a feel-good movie. That was fun family entertainment for all to enjoy. <laughs> So I'm watching the show at So I'm Watching. Paradise Hills last night, they say. Not sure about tonight yet. I'm also not quarantined yet, so my days are still spent in my office. Should I be quarantined? I've got one billion shows I could finally watch. I think that's kind of how we feel. And that's the attitude I want to fuel this exercise today because we're optimistic. We're strangely been waiting our whole lives and training our whole lives for this moment yes. to where we actually have a platform to yes. when everybody has to stay home and watch movies like we do usually. Guide you through the jungle. Yeah, We can be useful. Right. It's finally our time. Like you said at the beginning of the episode, right. it's so true. Been training. Like with a Rocky montage, instead of doing anything physically taxing, yeah. we're just sitting on a chair clicking. So this episode could be when I my family's like, what's good to watch on Netflix? I'm gonna say listen to this episode right now at this point. So right. if, are you listening? Are you listening? Here's what we say you should watch. But there's also us talking to ourselves here, what we could watch, right. what we should watch, because the way I kinda, you know, approach this is I have a long list of T V series that I have not finished or I that I have not started. Like Killing Eve is one of mm-hmm. those. Mr. Robot out Lander, Better Call Saul, Halt and Catch Fire, The Americans, Chernobyl, When They See Us. I've started all those shows. 
I haven't finished them, so I should finish them. Yeah, that's kind of one of my what I should watch prongs as well. It's not so much the shows I've started. It's like the landmark shows I should watch just because everybody else seems to have already. I'm talking Ozark, The Handmaid's Tale, Mrs. Maisel, Haunting of Hill House. These are all stuff that like owned the zeitgeist either at one point in time or many points in time that I just have not gotten into. We don't have the same imperative right. to watch TV like like everybody seems to out right. there. Like we'll catch the show of the moment. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. We'll watch two or three shows at a time yeah. almost all year round. But oh, we we're talking not... about McMillions the last couple of weeks exactly. in a row. Yeah. We're watching Curb. We just finished right. The Outsider. We just finished McMillions. We we have kept up somewhat, but like The Crown has fallen through the cracks mm-hmm. for me. And that has been the slowest binge watch in the history of binge watches, which I'm still calling a binge watch. Maybe the slowest binge watch, a slinge watch. <laughs> I thought I came I coined a term. <laughs> months ago I don't know I don't hate that I don't hate that but I watch an episode like once every few months I enjoy it that's the thing like if it was a bad show I would just say never go back stop telling people you're doing the slowest binge watch because it's just not worth it you just don't like the show like me with lock and key I like the show yeah no you're never gonna I'm never gonna lock and key key, no I want to watch the crown I just haven't had time to do it so I may watch at least episode six and then 47 more movies, but I, <laughs> I may do that. Like, on my wish list, my number five, I'm ranking The Crown. I like that. So you have The Crown as one specifically. I would have to choose probably between Mrs. Maisel because you keep speaking so so glowingly about it. Fleabag, I also need to get into. I have not watched it yet. Well, that plays into my recommendation number five. That is my recommendation number five because I could watch The Crown, but what I really want to do is I really want to rewatch all of the marvelous mrs right. Maisel. i really want to rewatch all of fleabag like fleabag will just be a night like you can probably watch, right like if you're quarantined do i have to watch it while i'm kneeling or do i get to sit no oh, all right not, that's literally all i know about the show by the way no that's a joke <laughs> she's a sex addict and she falls in love with a priest it's hilarious right right it's just uh, kneel uh, okay yeah but no it's not like a religious show it's <laughs> right, at all good. But it's 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 funny in that regard. But I want to rewatch those shows on Amazon Prime, sort of. Well, it's funny. We created our lists independent of one another, but we have a very similar structure as to what we like. Yeah, I want to watch The Haunting of Hill House. It's horror. It appeals to yes. me. I have Netflix. I'm on Netflix all the time. The Great problem director. is when I'm on Netflix, I watch all the Mike Sure comedies over and over again, which I've talked about also recently on That's MMO right. Weekly. Yes, you but do. But The Office, Parks and Rec, The Good Place, those are all available now on Netflix. How good is The Good it's, Place? You would love it. Because it's really good. Mike. That's another guilty pleasure that I would love to start having. It's very, very good. It right. lives up to the hype, I would say. Now, I, I got a lot of religious baggage. It, no, it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's a funny backdrop for basically, it's one of those excuses to make magic happen. It like they can include magic because oh this is heaven and anything's possible. That's all it really is good for. But those are on there. Brooklyn Nine Nine is available on Hulu. You can stream all but the most current season of Nine Nine right now. Uh, NBC and VOD for NBC has the current season, so that's even available. Right there in those four shows, you have over 400 episodes of half-hour comedies and some of the most legendary moments on broadcast TV we've mm-hmm. had in the past decade. Mm-hmm. They're all at your fingertips. I would also, it's not a Mike Schur comedy, but I would throw Sonny in there too because it's like a brethren, a breath that's not a word, a brethren to those shows, I An feel evil like. Brethren, right, yeah. exactly. It's the more dark and cynical take. But yes, I, I like you. I want to watch something new, but I know I won't until I'm done with these for the fifth time. Now, that's an evil brethren of Mike Schur, but it's probably just a brethren 
of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, there you go. That's like the that's, link. Yeah, <laughs> that's that the feels bridge like to the get same you there. Level of evil. Yeah. But we did want to mention a lot of our audience members and their recommendations mm-hmm. here because we have Wojcik Weischer, Swamp Thing, in parentheses, played by CGI Emma Stone. That's, he's about due to change that, too, who's going to play him, yeah. He says The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders is another one. I never dove I've fallen, in. Yeah. I've fallen behind. I watched, like, the first three seasons. They're really good, and then I, I just stopped watching. Boy, this quarantine really needs to happen. <laughs> I, I'm excited. <laughs> We're I'm one thing in, and I'm like, well, we gotta, I gotta shut things down here. It's very inappropriate. How yeah. giddy I oh, am. Oh, it's at terrible. This, moment. this is terrible, and it's going to come back and bite us in the ass. Now, me specifically, God you might going, get away with no, this. No, no, God is going to smite <laughs> me down because of all the puns I made in our No Time to Die episode. <laughs> right. You have to have a penance coming for your sins, I see. Uh, Mouse and Weens, at Mouse and Weens, W-E-E-N-S. They say Curb and Fleabag as well. Great shows they mention, Mm -hmm. and they have a great show there. The Tom Hanks Defense Force with a C. Jack is watching Larry David on Curb Your Enthusiasm. So good, Alex is watching Kingdom again. Yeah, Curb is just... I mean, I watched the the episode 8 last night. Despicably good. I was dying at John Hamm in his same yeah. outfit. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's, so, it's funny. so great. Ryan L. Terry, R. L. Terry one. As far as non reruns, I'm watching Riverdale, Family Guy, and Star Trek Picard. He watched You season two back in January. You's going to make an appearance on one of my lists soon. Everybody loves you. Yeah. And I watched the last episode with my brother. The last scene of the last episode of the last season. Of this most recent season? With my brother. Gotcha. And so it's all spoiled for me now, but it was kind of cool, I guess. Well, don't say anything because I'll bring it up now since we're talking about it. The (laughs) creepy shit that I haven't gotten to yet that's less mainstream is one of my I need to watches and I'm hoping to watch during this quarantine. You, Girl on the Third Floor, that CM Punk horror movie, and Messiah, those are all on Netflix. Good. Assassination Nation is on Hulu. The Twilight Zone reboot is on CBS All Access. I haven't gotten to any of these yet. I've heard good and bad stuff about all of them. That's but I want answer. to dive in. That's a good answer. I almost wanted to do like a creepy shit I've never seen. Yeah. I, I kind of watch that as it comes. Me. I, I kind of keep up with that. I, I want to. And then again, The yeah. Office. I'll, what's happening with The Office? This is, no, this, you have rubbed off on me. Yeah, you keep going back. I will watch a Come to Daddy with Elijah Wood, creepy horror movie, right. whatever, and then review it on MMO Weekly because you're always getting into my head. Oh, good. About these kind of movies. Good. So I don't have a wrapped up list. Okay, on good. No, that, that I, I like that I'm rubbing off on you in a positive way but for the I, show's sake. I like sake. your list. I like Because it. I, again, will only watch The Office and Parks and Rec, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Malin181 uh, at Malin1811, 181 and then 1811, I probably deleted a figure there. Anyway. Either that or he's just a mindfuck of a name. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> I've been binging the Netflix show Messiah. There it it's is. about yeah. one man who claims to be sent by God. There is talk in the show about the end times, so it could be Perfect. seen as fitting considering the circumstances. Uh, that's not going to be the last joke we make on this podcast about a show that ties in with how things are going right now in society. No, that won't be the last joke, but that's a good joke. <laughs> yes, it is. Audrey Radajak at Audrey underscore Radajak also said McMillions. I wanted to ask you this. Would you rewatch McMillions? Is that a... Is that one of those going to sleep shows for you? Would you ever want to rewatch it? It was kind of fun, but it was. It's getting long, right? It's right. I, I didn't watch the last episode yet, so I'm not finished with it. But after episode four, I was like, this needs to end. And I don't right. think I'm more likely to go back and rewatch the Blood in the Valley documentary, that Elizabeth Holmes one. I'm okay. much more likely to go back and rewatch yeah. that than I think it would be to watch uh, McMillions. I like that. Yeah. I just think I think McMillions is weirdly satisfying. I think if you don't 
want it to be like wild, wild country level, mm -hmm. just shock you. Or it's right. not like the Jinx or Wild Wild Country. It's not. No, it's that fun. Level. It's much more fun. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind of fun. It's kind of strange. It's kind of kind of satisfying. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like fast food. <laughs> you know. <laughs> there you go. All I'm right, glad well, you found a way to work that out. I wanted I like to mention that. for my number four because yeah. I have a lot of VOD new movie possibilities that I'm considering buying. Now, yes. Adnan Verk at the Cinephile Podcast, he just reviewed The Jesus Rolls today on today's podcast. I just about, saw that available on VOD last night. Yeah, about the John Turturro mm -hmm. movie that's a spinoff from The Big Lebowski. Terrible reviews. Oh, Jesus Christ. Terrible. And he it's says exactly what we were fearing. Awful, awful movie. Now, all right, I watched the trailer for this movie, Blood on Her Name. I want to watch this movie. Okay. It's about this woman who accidentally killed this, kills this guy who, like, you know, abuses her, and then next thing you know, her and her father's like a cop, and he's like helping her. It's like this crazy story. It's like this, you know, small town story that I want to see. This is a VOD movie. It's got like a ninety-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So Interesting. Okay. It's one of those hopeful. They just sold me. Yeah, I'm in. gems. I, I'm I'm interested. A good trailer. Spies in Disguise. We reviewed the trailers. I, I missed it from last year. Jumanji: The Next Level. Charlie's Angels. Same deal. Those are probably going to be able to uh, rent over the next two weeks, and I probably will do so. Yeah, I got more stuff, and we're going to talk more about what is also on VOD coming up. It works into one of my lists, but I think as far as, like, maybe underrated or under-recommended choices, mm -hmm. I I'm serious. I think you just sold me on at least one of them because Blood on Her Name is not something I'm familiar with, and now I will go seek it out, trying to avoid human contact. Well, here's a m movie where characters should have avoided human contact. Yeah. The Cinema Guys just watched this. I watched this uh, yeah, you a did. week ago, too, at the Cinema Guys. They say they watched Color Out. Out of space. That'll take up a couple hours of your life. Talk about needing to be quarantined. <laughs> that was an, an interesting movie. Look, I, mean, I don't want to say it's like a... Look, it's a B minus, yeah. I would say, but I don't want to say it's a must watch. It's a weird watch if you're in the mood for one of those schlocky films. They also just watched Guns Akimbo. I saw that on the VOD menu last night as well, and I am not sure what it is. And then they said they're going for Charlie's Angels. Something a little, a uh, little lighter than I think. A uh, color out of space there, a little more linear at least. At least Makes more sense. mainstream. Yeah, just because podcast at just because pod said Queen and Slim, Uncut Gems, and Bombshell. Again, these are all movies available on VOD. Yeah, Richard Jewell and basically our entire playlist of Oscar Sprint profiles are available now. Yeah. It, it is. It's also one of my entries on my list. Everything we've done is available on VOD. It's a great time for VOD. You have not only the ones already mentioned, but we have Knives Out, 1917, Little Women, Bombshell, Ford v. Ferrari, Parasite, Joker, the actual best picture of the year, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. If you want the Oscar race movies, those are all there on VOD for you. If you want things that are a little lower on the card, Queen and Slim was just suggested, Richard Jewell, Dark Waters, Frozen 2, Hustlers, Good Liar, Ad Astra. Movies we think are watchable, at yeah. the very least. Like, for a $5 rental, it's worth your time. Absolutely. Even though, like, we kind of loved and hated a few of those. For good reason, I would say. And right. if you need a companion piece while you're watching, you can go listen to our episodes on those as yes, well. Yes, sir. Now, my wish list number four. I haven't even gotten to my number four yet. But my wish list number four is a movie that, if you and I don't watch this, we are a-holes. I saw this and it made me smile. We're, we're a-holes. Yeah. The movie is called Making Waves, <laughs> The Art of Cinematic Sound. Mike, you and I are constantly mm -hmm. confusing mm -hmm. sound editing and sound mixing. That is correct. Two of those are Oscar categories. <laughs> we need to watch this movie and figure this shit out once and for all, no? I mean, look, we've read about it a hundred times. It's not getting through to our brains. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's fair. We uh, we should probably need something to... And, you know, we're visual learners, too. So if yes. it's presented to us, maybe it'll be at least six months before we forget it the well, next time. finally... <laughs> 
figure it out for a time. We'll call it the Enlightenment, right. the MMO Enlightenment. There you go. Score a film music documentary in a similar vein as about you know composers of movie music. The unsung heroes, so to speak, because really if you don't have a good score, you're losing a lot, even for scored up people like us. And this is on Amazon out. Prime, yeah. This is on Amazon Prime, and I think it's from like 2012 or something. So another example of a movie about making movies, and that's what my wish list number four entry is. Those two movies about making movies. We'll move right along. Another suggestion from Mike Marlowe at Mikey Geek. I've been slowly working my way through Netflix's remastered documentaries, stuff I didn't know about musicians I wasn't always aware of. Cool stuff, parentheses, and darker than you might think. I watched a few of those, and they're, they're very engaging. They're kind of like 30 for 30s. They're pretty, pretty, pretty excellent, and uh, I, might, I might dive into those myself. Zach Smith at Sports Flack Zach, as it's spelled there. He says Hulu's Hillary uh, documentary. A lot of alliteration in some of these handles and the start of their tweets. Hulu's Hillary um, is a must-watch no matter your political views, and it possibly has the best opening credits of any show, documentary, or otherwise since the American. Wow, big talk there. Big talk. I like that. I like things that are over-promised because either I can get mad at them easily mm -hmm. or I can agree and act like we're living in the moment of golden age right now. All right, well, you kind of did your rundown before, but I want to whittle it down. So for my number four recommendation... Yeah. You know, I kind of have movies on my wish list. I, I always cheat on these anyway. No, so yeah. You do. You yeah. always do. But my recommendation is I want to pin down like six or seven of those Oscar Sprint Profile MMO covered movies. Yes. And say that I want to rewatch these yet again. Okay. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. I want to see it again. I'm due. It's been a couple weeks since I've watched it. It's the best movie of the year. <laughs> now, Jojo Rabbit, I watched it like three times when I bought you it You just got off a binge of it, yeah. I watched it like three times in a weekend. I kind of want to rewatch it again because uh, it's kind of pretty it's, good. I, it's one of the more rewatchable and just like heartwarmingly enjoyable I, movies of last year. Yeah, it's just like comfort food. I just want to put it on. It's very strange to say that because the... Subject matter is ridiculous. <laughs> it shouldn't be something that is comfort food, but it's strangely watchable. Agree on all counts. Knives Out. I, I only rewatched it once since I bought it. I don't think that's enough. I think when you buy a movie for twenty dollars, you should watch it more than once. Mm -hmm. I think your shelf of movies. I'd, I'd ask that you not turn your head and right. ridicule well, me right now. I think you're a hypocrite. <laughs> if you nod to what I just said, you're a total hypocrite. But here's another movie that I'm about to buy. It's worth $15. It's on sale right now. I'm going to buy Little Women. I'm going to watch it. The most relatable movie for us of 2019, at least arguably so. And, you know, if you're not looking for the heaviness of those movies as well, since I did cheat, uh, I also had in my entire 2019 MMO OSP slash movie event lineup right. as one of my entries, there's lighter fare or at least movie event pods that we were very high on. Booksmart, Good Boys, Ready or Not, Doctor Sleep, this is a little heavier, but those are all out there on VOD as well. Avengers Endgame is out on VOD Disney right Plus. now. Yeah, Disney Plus as Dolomite well. Dolomite is my name on Netflix. The Farewell gets a little heavy, but that's on Amazon Prime. But there's a lot of heart to it. A lot yeah. of heart to it. And then, like, from two years ago, Black Panther just premiered on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. I kind of been jonesing to rewatch that, too. Absolutely. So I think we're doing a, we're doing some good things here with this episode so far. All right. I have no idea what you're going to do with your number threes, Michael. <laughs> it's not going to be as prophetic or, I guess, as, uh, as uh, philosophical as you. As grown up is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, as you. I am going to cheat in with mine, in a way, at some point. Okay. All right. Am What's I your number going? three? Go ahead. All right. I can go. Yeah. Modern international feature films. Mm -hmm. Modern international feature films. And there's a bunch on my wish list that have 
it's a strange thing for us because we don't get to see these movies in regular American theaters, right? Until the spring after the awards Correct. season many times. Most times. So if I'm going to miss an Oscar movie, I'm probably going to miss a Best International Film nominee. And I, this has happened to me a couple of times in the past, really kind of before we've had the Oscars podcast for the most part. Yeah. I've seen most of the nominees. Yeah, you're on your stuff then. this year for sure. Wild Tales, Chungking Express, Under the Shadow, which is on Netflix, Foxtrot, which is on Stars, The Great Beauty, Your Name. Like, these are from 2015 and earlier that I should have watched by now. I haven't watched. So for my number three, I'm going to, like, pinpoint a few because these are three that I can, or four that I can watch right now. Okay. Never look away. I've yes. almost clicked on it a ton of times. I just got to shut the lap- laptop and watch it. Mm-hmm. Foxtrot, I just said. Capernaum is also on Stars. Yes. And then Birds of Passage, which President Obama had in his top 10 films of the year last year. Oh, there you go. now on HBO. That would be Academy Award winner, President Obama. Let's see how many prefixes he can get <laughs> before uh, his time is up here. But yeah, I think those are, I think that's a very grown up and a very progressive take on the film industry as well. If you want to take yourself seriously as a critic, you have to enjoy Movies from all realms. And we do. Yeah, we, we genuinely absolutely. do. I just think the way it falls on the calendar and when these movies Tough are available to get it in before us, the deadline. Yeah, it's hard no to get question. these movies in all the time. I mean, just look, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I loved it. It's my my the best movie I've seen in the last three months. Yeah, is Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I just didn't get to see it's it until tough a to get weeks to because of the restrictions. And who knows what it means if we are going to be quarantined? Who knows what international feature is going to look like this year specifically, or maybe even next year if it affects that much because of everyone having to deal with what they're dealing with. But like I said, I do think it's a grown-up way to approach the film industry and to approach your film criticism. I, I my the one I was going to suggest was a little more jokey. I'll go with the serious one first. If you have fingertips and an internet access, mm-hmm. you could track the entire career. Speaking about being grown up, and like you could watch the career progression of one of the great writers and new directors and new writers we have in the industry right now. Yeah. You could watch Bo Burnham literally flourish from a kid who was doing music videos in his parents' bedroom as a <laughs> child on YouTube. He was one of the first people, creators on YouTube, that used it and saw it as the marketing weapon that it was to use it to market his original LPs. He used it to market his original music videos. He even spoofed it when he was a little more famous. So you could watch that. You could also on YouTube watch him grow up and do the Comedy Central Presents stand-up specials he did. Yes. On his own YouTube channel, he has not only his music videos, not only his early YouTube stuff, but he also has the more grown-up stuff like the show What? It's one of his stand-up, hour-long stand-up specials he did called What? On Netflix, there's Make Happy. So you could watch him grow not only as a stand-up comedian, but then you can watch him in front of the camera as well as an actor. The Big Sick is on Amazon Prime if you want. Mm -hmm. It's all culminating, of course, in watching 8th Grade, which I think you can watch on Amazon right now as well, where Bo Burnham just won uh, Best Original Screenplay at the WGA, Best best New Director at the DGA, but he wasn't invited to the Oscars. And he made that great joke. Made a great joke. (laughs) But I'm so surprised that you want to like do a Bo Burnham rewatch right now. Oh yeah! Before promising young woman, which he's going to act in as well, if it's not delayed until absolutely, absolutely, and that's one of the more one of the reasons I'm so drawn to promising yeah. young woman is because I've been attached to Bo Burnham like 
This is something you can do at home, but I've done this in real time myself. I found him when he was a kid and I was like a 20 year old. He's I think five or six years younger than I am. And I was just amazed that this 18 year old in this Comedy Central Presents half hour special is literally just in front of a crowd behind a piano making these like sophisticated dick jokes and sex jokes and insight jokes. And then to see him grow up to be this wonderful director and writer, like it's it's something I took a lot of pride in and it's why I'm so drawn to everything he does anyway because I have such a history with him even though if he were, if I were to mug him in the street, he wouldn't know who I was. He'd probably just like describe a fat guy, and I wouldn't be able to run away. He could probably run Shorter me down. Shorter fat guy, because he's like six seven. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, it's true too. Yeah, he would. I shouldn't rob him. That's a different a podcast bad, for a different bad, day. Bad idea. <laughs> but you want to watch this movie while schools are about to be shut down. You want to watch a movie movie about school. I don't want. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't. I don't want to like rub it in people's faces. I think yeah. you can appreciate what Bo Burnham has done, and hopefully right. with Promising Young Woman, where he's going next. That's your recommendation. A recommendation from another polished, just totally mature. Like you told you said I was mature before. These guys are mature. <laughs> like the way they handled their James Bond stuff. Yes. This is mature. In session film at In Session Film. They're, they have a great podcast. Several actually that, that we've guessed it on that many other great pods have guessed it on as well. They have been watching the Fellini movies and others on Criterion on that channel because they have been doing like it with their extra film. Like every other episode, they'll review a new movie and an old movie. They've been reviewing uh, Fellini movies. They just reviewed uh, La Strada, which was a great episode. And I think uh, I think that's one of my favorite Fellini movies, even though that's a fucked up Fellini movie. I have she, never seen well, it. Well, it's about a woman it. who's married to this guy who's a traveling clown. And it's mm-hmm. just like this crazy story. And he's awful. He's just like abusive and everything. But it's such a crazy, mind-blowing film because she's such an endearing character. If you learn nothing else from this podcast, I think don't marry a traveling clown. It's probably a good don't lesson Don't marry a traveling yeah. clown. And, you know, classic horror, uh, horror films, classic <laughs> foreign films have made about that. For my recommendations, number three. Mm-hmm. I still am in the modern international feature classic, like kind of the new classic arena because, yes, I include Parasite in this. I know you're against that. But what I really want to rewatch is Amelie. I and saw I was that, very yeah. upset because I rewatched it like a couple months ago and it was just mwah, great movie. <laughs> it's, so, it's such comfort food. It's one of the shut the laptop, turn on Amelie. It's one of my all-time, probably top ten films. All it's right. that good. But I kind of want to go back to the lives of others. I'm going to watch Never Look Away at some point. I kind of want to go back to The Secret in Their Eyes. Those are two like great best international film, best foreign language film winners. Yeah, and Oscar they would have winners. been like arguably the best films of the year, too, if the Academy yeah. was progressive enough to include international features along with best pictures back in their day. Should have been, could have yeah. been. Maybe now they mm-hmm. will have been future Perfect. I think Will, Will just is. I think right. Will. I can't. I can't. <laughs> G- grammatically Period incorrect. I apologize sincerely <laughs> because I'm the mature one on this podcast. But I, I do want to go back to those movies. Like, I, I, and I'm looking at this quarantine. I'm like, I can't have the laptop open the whole time, right? Yeah. I gotta shut the laptop. These foreign language. Gotta take films. some U time during your U time. This this is gonna hit the spot. Those, I, those five movies. I think that's a, a great suggestion too, because you know. We make a big deal on this show about when something like Never Look Away, quote-unquote, steals a nomination like it did two years ago Mm -hmm. at the Oscars. 
But again, because we're so hesitant to ever dive in because it's just the timing issue, we don't really ever get around to our feelings about it. Yeah. So if you have the time now to actually like dive in and actually do a little introspection on how you think it stacks up well, against what you're watching that year. Cold yeah. War is one of those too. Yeah. Cold War's on Amazon Prime. Yep. I, I would put that in the in the mix. So that's six movies. Never look away and then, yeah, the six movies. You're doing what I you're you're the cheat of this episode. I just said eighth grade. That was one movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm cheating. Mike, what are your number twos? Uh, my number twos, um, I retract what I just said about you cheating because I'm going to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same for both. It's what I want to do and what I think I should do or I think other people should do as well. Okay, good. How about a heavy binge on that one streaming service you've been flirting with getting anyway if you're going to have the downtime? Like, I ordered Shutter. I have nice. not opened Shutter at all yet i have to like dive into it i want to do that i've been thinking about cri the criterion channel i haven't done it i might want to do that so that's like from a me perspective as far as what our listeners can do if a decent number of the more established streaming services are going to give you a one month free trial to start anyway so if you've ever been tempted to dive into something because of our suggestion or what we talk about on mmo weekly here i think now is the perfect time i'll go back to some of the old standbys for me Dimension 20 on College Humor Dropout is really a fascinating watch. If you need a break from scripted series and you're one of those types of people who talks back to a podcast when it's playing in your car, I think the show can actually, like, envelop you. And, look, it's a Dungeons & Dragons game being played amongst friends, right? <laughs> if you're like me and you have always been against the fantasy role-playing aspects because you had an older huh. brother where you needed to make fun of that to survive. Wow, this is <laughs> revealing a lot of stuff right now. I promise you this show is something you and that brother can relate to and talk about. It will speak to you greatly because Brendan Lee Mulligan and all the comedy writers who play characters in that show do such a great job keeping it lively and relatable. Yeah, Brendan Lee Mulligan was our first MMO interview yeah, was. for a big reason yeah. because you got me into the first season of that show as well. And look, I think uh, I think we only interview people that we really, really like and respect thus far. Yeah, maybe a day will come where we just be <laughs> right on the hiney. Ew, bull! We'll I've just... always wanted to talk to you about your oh, you're so good filmmaking but, prowess. Look, honestly, we haven't done that yet, and we're not an interview show. No. Like, so if we interview somebody, we means we like them, right. and we interviewed Brennan because we really enjoyed his work. So I dig that, and I think that's cool. And that's not the direction I took this number at all. Okay, good. I have more too. If you want to relive the Attitude Era, Mike, can I talk you into WWE Network subscription? Go well, ahead. I, I wanted to get that out of you this episode. Like, give me what you really want to do because I don't want you to say all these things and then on MMO Weekly, they're like, I just watch cat videos. Oh, well, no. I watch cat videos from when you left. Right. I stopped and I like, edited, and then you got back here, and I'm still yeah, watching. Make no videos. mistake. What I'm going to do during this quarantine is the Office, Parks and Rec, and the WWE Network. Okay, that's what I'm going to watch. I will not buy the Criterion Channel. All right, we all know that. I'm lying to everyone, including well, myself. That's, that's a portion of the wish, wish list factor, right? Because I'm doing the same thing. I have a musicals list. It's a, it's a it's a list of shame for me. Right. Holiday Inn, The Umbrellas of Cherbourg, The Rocky Horror Picture Show, Grease, and then a couple Best Picture winners. I have never seen these films, and I am ashamed of myself for not having seen these films. So that's my wish list number two. Musicals I've never shamefully seen. I have to see those. I probably won't, though, because like you what I really want to do and what I can recommend to people mm -hmm. and how I'm taking this question mm -hmm. 
I want to rewatch music documentaries on HBO that I've loved <laughs> and I've already watched again. I, I almost turned it on last night. Sonic Highways, the Dave Grohl series. Mm-hmm. He goes from one city to the next. These cities may not exist months from now, Michael, in a very cynical way. I mean, that's grim, but also true. We can look back at New Orleans and just say New Orleans is great. New York. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Look at how great New York was. Remember when can... New York was popping? Remember <laughs> when there? New York, the punk rock scene was going? Like, he does through full generations mm. of music those and then fantastic. he does another generation Boy, Sonic Highways was one of those all time great music shows the Defiant Ones was really really good not quite as good as Sonic Highways I would say but really really good going up through Dr. Dre and, and I mean that producer who's the producer of Bruce Springsteen I forget his name now but we Jimmy Iovine yeah. Jimmy Iovine yeah, that was a fantastic show great show I want to rewatch both of those HBO shows because in fact you got me thinking about wrestling a while back and I watched I didn't mention this on MMOW. Oh, yeah. Here we go. I watched The Price of Fame on Amazon Prime. This was the <laughs> one about the million dollar man. Yeah. I watched Beyond the Mat on Netflix. That's a sad watch. That was sad. Yeah. But it was it was good. Yeah, it's really good. It's just sad. And and the price of fame about the million dollar. I haven't man, watched that one. That yet. was very religious, and I still kind of very liked very it. religious. It's person. fine. It's yeah. fine. It, but the way they didn't pr- present it in such a good. stuffy way that I couldn't handle it. It was like a guy getting his life together. I think that was done by his son too, who is himself yes, a pro wrestler. But they so. weren't they weren't right. over the top about it. So I was I was totally okay. And I and I have sensitivities to stuff that's right. just throwing the religion down my face. Wasn't the case. I enjoyed it. And then finally, I rewatched Andre the Giant on HBO, and it was great. So good. Oh. It's so good. I, oh. I got so mad that that was so overlooked. Uh, we're touching on a couple things. I'm going to stick with the HBO documentaries good. for my last. Uh, They're great. At one it. of my last suggestions Gosh, here, but it. I also want to go back and give what we've done in this past a plug. We only talk to people that we respect and we want to. The other free thing, the other thing, if you want yeah. to binge, like Dimension Twenty has like uh, over a hundred hours out there. The WWE Network has uh, every Raw and SmackDown <laughs> and pay per view, and they have a lot of other ancillary goods to keep you involved too. Mm-hmm. Another thing, we've talked to William Bibiani on this network. We've talked to Ken Napsack right. on this network. I've spoken glowingly about the Schmodown. If you go to Schmodown Entertainment Network, it's all free on YouTube. They have all their seasons all mapped out there waiting for you to click on, essentially. And it's hours and hours of endless entertainment. So if this quarantine turns into a survival situation, but for some reason we still have internet, you'll be entertained <laughs> with these with these suggestions, at least. And Download them now. Before you can. go stir-crazy. Download them. <laughs> Use the last wattage on your battery of your laptop. Right. I think that's a fair Find suggestion. Who wins. Also, that. All right, so use the last wattage <laughs> and don't marry traveling clowns. Those are the two pieces of advice from this episode. We, we do have a few survivalist top fives. <laughs> Suggestions here as well. That's important. All right, right, we're down to our number ones. Yes. Who's Um, going first? I'll go first because mine's a little hopeful, at least for the wish list portion. Oh, good. You spoke about HBO documentaries. One of my things that I that really caught my eye is there's a documentary coming out tonight, as a matter of fact. I think as we record this on the okay. 11th. It might have came out last night, but the, it's called Women of Troy. It's about the early 80s USC Trojans women's basketball team. Oh, Cheryl Miller. Give it to me now. Scoring, it's give a, it Bill to Simmons me. is a producer on it. Oh, yeah. Excellent. I had no idea. That's, I'm so excited. I didn't know it either until I just happened to catch a commercial on it. So I'm, I'm interested in that, but that's part of the wish list, and so is this. I'm very, very interested to see what these major entities do in terms of what the fallout will be to how we devour live entertainment after this virus, after this scare. Yeah. Be- because we're already going to have games in front of empty stadiums, right? There's going to be some kind of change 
that's going to be basically out of necessity, that's going to be formed, and it's going to stick with the sport afterwards. It's not like we're all going to go back to the status quo and everything's going to be hunky-dory and normal necessity like it was. Necessity is the mother of exactly. innovation, right? So I'm, I'm very interested and hopeful that because we need change due to the coronavirus, some good comes of it with the way we all watch sports, whether that's mandatory press conferences after every game instead of the media being right up in the player's face in the locker room. Every player has to have a, a press conference where they go to the table and the reporters have to sit back and mm -hmm. every player has to do that. They can't get out of it. I don't know what the innovation is going to be because I'm not that intelligent of a person to predict these <laughs> things, but I think there's going to be something that happens in sports, in live venues, live entertainments, concerts, whatever, that's going to stick with us that we wouldn't have thought of at this point yet well, had it not been necessary. I'll say the joke again. It's going to be the sideline reporter going to the star athlete was that a stupid call by your coach <laughs> that'd be great I, and if that's what it is, like I, that was one of the thoughts i did have is if we're gonna have empty nba stadiums maybe we just leave a mic on a coach the entire time and yeah they wouldn't like that i'm sure because they wouldn't like well, being you, talking about their huddles and the game plans and now all you don't need to now the coach has got to do You'll more hearing. signaling yeah oh you that's true too yeah during the game like like if if we're playing on a saturday jv football I can't be yelling everything to the kids. Right. I have to start signaling right. more things in. This is a necessity for me just on a regular. I think that's a great point. Because on Friday yeah. night, you can yell things out there because everybody's Gets drowned yelling. out. Right, exactly. So something's going to happen. I'm of the opinion, and you know, as cynical as I always am, I'm of mm -hmm. the opinion that when really smart people, like say what you want about Vince McMahon, he's a great promoter. When he's ever backed into a corner, he usually produces his best work. Hmm. I'm of the opinion that the people that are in the head positions of these things, the Adam Silvers that run the NBA, maybe Roger Goodell in the NFL, if the NFL gets affected by this, we'll see. The draft may be affected. The NCAA heads who run March Madness, I'm of the opinion that when you back these people into the corner, they're going to respond with something good and positive for us. Well, here's something that could be good and positive for us. Like, the NFL moves the draft to, like, May, and then we have the hope that, all right, this might be over in May. Yeah. Wouldn't that be hopeful and positive? Or they flip free agency and the, the draft. They put free agency after the draft like some owners have wanted. Maybe they put the draft mm. in June. Maybe the NBA starts their season in December. Yeah, but if we're quarantined next week, I kind of really want to have free agency happen. Oh, of course. Of course we do. You of and course I, we do. You and I just love that. <laughs> like, we, we live for that. Yeah. Like, we, like if, all but, right, like, I'm long range, it may be good. I don't know. Who knows? Right. But be I, bad for us. I still come back to the fact, though. <laughs> all right. Like, look, I love having the draft in April, but April busy right let if we have it in may and then it, it, that's that could be one of the first signs of hope that we can still have good things or maybe the nba initiates an empty arena tournament every year in the middle of their season for whether they give an award an extra draft pick to somebody you know something like that what exactly is your number one wish list thing now what just to clarify that for me something i'm interested my wish list is to see the change that happens in the way we digest live events. And it doesn't have to just be sports. It could be concerts as well, the way we watch them on streaming services. Something innovative is well, going to happen. We did say it at the top of the show. Like, could a major theatrical release just pull it, throw it right to there you VOD? There yeah. And, like, if the hunt's on VOD right now, if the Wayback... I'm watching it immediately. Is on, like, would, if the Wayback's available for eight bucks... Yep. I'm, I'm watching Absolutely. It. But I'm probably... 
not quite risking a trip to the theater. No, this I, I, that's a moment. great that's a great example. And maybe the, the movie shit. industry yeah. takes more advantage of of the VOD to compete directly with Netflix. Something is going to happen out of this that we wouldn't have gotten if it wasn't for this quarantine. And people are going to get honest. You're not patrons of the cinematic experience. No, we are. We just want to watch movies. I got sick during our post Oscar <laughs> show. All right, like you could hear me getting sicker during the show. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're di- you're done. I have no immune system. You're in trouble. You're in trouble, unfortunately. But it, we, I mean, hey, we almost—I was afraid for you, like, because I'm still around people yeah. coming to you. Like, do I really want to get you sick? I, we almost went. It's remote gonna, yeah, that, it's gonna come. It's gonna come yeah. where you and I are doing a remote yep. podcast. No we'll, question. We're, we're ready for it. We're prepared. But all right, so that, no, that's fascinating. I'm I'm in for that. I'm in for innovations. My wish list number one here is my Oscar list of shame. I oh, have, okay. I have not seen 14 best pictures, and I really need to get on this. Like Wings, the Broadway Melody. I can't really get on myself for those because those are like 20s. I, the first thing that came into my mind was I can't wait for you to watch Wings so I can get the text after you've watched Wings that says I fucking hated Wings. <laughs> All right, well, eventually I'm going to watch Wings. I don't know if I'm going to do it for this wish list quarantine. Right. Maybe the next one, hopefully not. Look, Simmerin, Grand Hotel, Calvacade, uh, the Great Zieg Field, which the Great Ziegfeld is on demand somewhere right now. I saw it oh, on my good. Xfinity, so that, that I may actually watch. The Life of Emil Zola, You Can't Take It With You, Gone With the Wind, How Green Was My Valley, Mrs. Miniver, Going My Way, those are like all of the 40s, 50s. I think that goes yeah, as far very as the early. 50s. Very, very early. All right. I'm not quite as ashamed of those as I am of Gigi, yes. My Fair Lady. And that's really You don't it. have to be ashamed of My Fair Lady. You, I've you, never seen it. Yeah, it's all right that you haven't seen it. I mean, you, you, you should get to it, but it's okay. I've seen every other Best Picture. I absolve you of your sins with My Fair Lady. <laughs> so it's kind of a humble brag because I'm kind of proud of seeing every other Best Picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I see what you're doing here. Yeah, you didn't have did. to explain it to me. Yeah, well, I'm kind of being obvious about it because. I, but you're being a completionist. You want to see, have seen everything, I and that should yeah, have seen everything. That's kind of right what now, the spirit of us starting this podcast in the first place. I think that's a great and endeavor. We got away from that. <laughs> But look, I mean, there's other like movies that have been nominated for Oscars or in the Oscar conversations over the years. Imitation of Life, On Xfinity, Sense and Sensibility, Pride and Prejudice, uh, Miracle Worker, She Wore a Yellow Ribbon, The Barefoot Contessa, Lily is on TCM, Rune at the Top, A Star is Born from 1937. Those are both on Tubi, which you can just watch on your, you know, online, yeah. I think. And then uh, Once Upon a Time in the West is on Netflix. So... I should. Those are on my wish list. I should watch those. I don't want to, though. Mm-hmm. What because. I want to do for right. my recommendation, recommendation number one, I want to rewatch all of Edgar Wright's movies. And I almost did. Again, oh. this is something I almost did early, early this morning. I was up ungodly early. And then last night, I almost did it. I want to watch Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. I want to rewatch those. Those are, They're on stars. I'll pay the $4 for The World's End. Mm-hmm. I should own it by now, but I don't own it. Maybe I'll just buy it on while Amazon's still delivering. Yeah. <laughs> while Amazon's still standing. Scott Pilgrim vs. The World is on Netflix right now. Great. I just watched it on Netflix recently. I didn't love it back in the day. Will I really like it now? That's the one Edgar Wright movie that I'm not like a huge super duper fan of. Did you like it? I loved it. But you've always loved it. And you weren't raised on video games. Okay. I mean, that's it's a video game movie. So that really that idea appeals to me and it may not be as appealing to you. Is it the best video game movie? 
because I don't know. Oh, man. I'm not prepared to have this conversation. Right, right, right. It's another podcast. <laughs> We're going to have to come up with ideas of shit to right. do. That so could maybe be that's one. one of and them. I'm not rewatching you bull stuff. No, that was, that was going to be an April Fool's joke. We're going to play it on the guest right. that we had. We're gonna, at the beginning of the April Fool's episode, we're going to... Let me tell you something. Chris told Gore it, yeah. told us about that I, I fucking hate you, Bull, or you, Bull, fuck you, that movie he's doing where he fights his critics. Mm. I have a bad back. I will fight you, Bull. I'm willing and ready. But I kind of want to see that movie from Chris Gore. But that's <laughs> oh, why, yeah, that movie that's sounds why we've awesome. always loved Chris right. Gore, you know... <laughs> Because he comes up, he finds movies right. like that, Hidden Gems. Finally, Baby Driver, I kind of, re- I'm ready to rewatch that again. I kind of watched it a lot when it was on HBO. I don't think it's on anything now. It's just on VOD, but I still will have to watch it. Yeah, you pay the four bucks pay to have that for 48 bucks. hours. Yeah. Exactly. So we've been very positive up to this point, I feel. I, I think, totally. Yeah, I think this was a, a good practice and a way to get our hopes up. I can, uh, I have one thing left. Yes, you do. Um. It's not positive. So see, I, I knew this was coming. Let's say the coronavirus just takes over. Right? Let's just say. Oh, so what's your deathbed movie? Well, <laughs> I look at it more as a uh, a, a preparation. <laughs> a, a, I call this the uh, the fuck it. This is it. So let's prepare collection. Wow. Okay. So if the cor- if we are truly in the beginning days of The Walking Dead, as I've joked about a couple times, <laughs> this is like the opposite of the Desert Island top five. Like this is right. Desert Island, but you're going to die. Right. Right. This is like this is take some tips from these, okay? Because oh Contagion God. is on Hulu right now. So before you die of a Contagion, you right. want to watch Contagion. If, if, just to prepare. Just to prepare, Mike. Maybe he gets about a tip or two from Matt Damon. Prepare yourself mentally. Right. Okay. Uh, Pandemic, How to Prevent an Outbreak is a season-long docuseries on Netflix. I see. The Walking Dead is on Netflix, too, if you need to see what happens when the tips in that series fail. Outbreak resides on Netflix as well, and frankly, if you read the names of those four shows one after another in a row, it basically just a, is a descriptive sentence of the prevents, current state of affairs. So the Netflix show mm-hmm. and Outbreak, they both prevent it. Yeah. It's already too late for that. Right. We're talking the first half. <laughs> getting ready because walking dead the walking dead is where this is going this is there's some of us that are going to make it there's people like me who won't and will be zombies soon facts of the matter all right uh 28 days and 28 weeks later which Mm -hmm. was a joke the movie marathoners our friend Marty there and matt neglia had that as a joke so i wanted to i I couldn't announce that at the top because it would have given away this entire segment so i had to give him props here Mm -hmm. but those are both on vod 28 days and 28 weeks later world war z may be the most appropriate retelling of what's to come based on this virus (laughs) and how divided as a race we are anyway so that when the zombies do happen Mm -hmm. they're world war z zombies yeah that's what you're you think is gonna happen well it doesn't make sense that we would all learn how down. to stop running yeah that's a good <laughs> but here's the thing the body t- deteriorates so i don't th- I mine does mix. certainly <laughs> you're not uh, when we really have zombies i don't think you're gonna have there are way too many the- athletes out there uh, that once they get zombified they're just going to lose their motor functions. i just think you're gonna have a mix of romero zombies that's my theory that's my honest to god theory well they run in some of those and some of the romero ones not the early ones I know. No, that's no, you're no. gonna have a mix between the two you're okay. gonna have all right I think our sedentary lifestyle, if this was like Wally and this virus was happening, we wouldn't have any worries because none of us would be able to be all these slugs Damn. crawling along. We just missed out by <laughs> 50 years. Yeah, right. Where we really wouldn't have had to deal with scary zombies. Now we got scary zombies. Right. I, I think that's true. Shit. And uh, World War Z is on Hulu, by the way. Quarantine is on Crackle. Pontypool can be had for I- on iTunes for $4. And Shaun of the Dead is on Stars, like you just talked about. So if you're just. 
If you want to wrap yourself in dread, despair, and inevitability, there are some suggestions for you. All of that is terrifying. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go watch the Edgar Wright movies, and I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be irked during my first rewatch because of Shaun of the Dead right. is a zombie movie. And Got now, that in your brain now. Like my Parasite. co-host has scared me. He's legitimately scared me. All right. Well, listen. Uh, we we didn't want to do this alone because we we had a bunch of uh, fellow podcasters chime in. Ghosts of the Stratosphere. They say they want to rewatch the original Invisible Man movie, which I actually did before watching the new movie. Oh, did you? It's fun. It's a fun movie to rewatch. It holds up, huh? Yeah, it's just a. F- well, I'd never seen it before ever. Right. So, but it's a fun. It's but you a don't fun have watch. Target skeletons in the closet as the big reveal, like <laughs> in some of the older uh, horror movies that we've talked well, it's about. It's very stylistic. Yeah. So it's not a great movie. It's not a great story, but it's it's a fun watch. Like you'll come away from that watch saying, "I'm glad I did." That. Okay, that's good to know. We have a uh, drinking and screaming the horror movie reviews at drink underscore screen, which is also a way you can spend this apocalypse. <laughs> We're gonna watch Friday the Thirteenth Part Two tonight. Potato Sack Jason is one of our faves, and the opening scene is fab. Our episode on it will be released Monday and will not want to be missed. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And we are nothing if not fans of shameless self-promotion yes, we in are. this podcast. And we help you do it. So there, <laughs> there we go. So it's a fun episode. We got we a lot of shout outs. It worked in... Yeah, and look, I mean, there's a lot of seriousness to this too. If we're, No doubt. Be home. Be safe. Wash your hands. If it's between going out to eat on that Saturday like you do every weekend or maybe taking one off, take one off. You have a litany of entertainment options at literally your fingertips. You don't have to spend money. Some of this stuff is free on YouTube. Yeah. Some of this stuff is free online. Some of the stuff you pay as much as $4 for if you the want. The whole point of this quarantine is still optimistic, right? Yeah. I mean, if we are quarantined, we're quarantined before the outbreak really gets crazy. Right. That's so the that- hope. It doesn't get, like we said earlier in the show, it doesn't get to the point where we're quarantining out of necessity. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this could all be preventative and wise somehow. And basically the rumor is that the warm weather stops the flu season and therefore we don't necessarily get the outbreak at the same levels as, God, uh, as other I countries. Hope so. God, I hope Jeez. so. The World Health Organization just actually lit- literally announced this as a pandemic today. So it's a real threat. We want everyone out there to be safe and be healthy and be happy and nothing but but thoughts and hope and share the information with your loved ones. Yes. Nobody wants to see anyone suffer from this. Nobody wants to see anyone contract this. And hopefully if you do, it gets better. It seems to be targeting and having the worst effect on people with Pre-rex anyway, preconditions, and that's awful. Older people, too. Wash your hands. Yep. I mean, that seems to be the easiest way to prevent this. Wash your hands and maybe take a night or two or, you know, a week or three off from life. Yeah, watch the Edgar Wright movie. There you go. So, guys, we want to hear your thoughts, comments, questions, concerns. If we didn't read off your suggestion for what to watch during a quarantine, be sure to get that to us as well. And as well as your thoughts, comments, questions to anything else we do here in the MMO Empire, you can reach out to us, Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Facebook, Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Instagram, at MM and Oscar on Twitter, Mike, Mike, and Oscar at gmail.com.com and on Reddit. We are available everywhere you hear podcasts while something like Apple Podcasts still exists. So go on that. Leave us a five-star review before you yourself turn into the inevitable zombie, you could see which one of these suggestions I had is the one I actually believe in. Michael, give us some words of wisdom 
and let us know what's coming next from MMO. Well, it is wise to listen to our podcast because we do this all the time. And I think we, yeah. we combined it all into one episode. We're very awkward in how we make jokes. And, but <laughs> again, if you enjoyed this, then this is what we always do. It doesn't get worse than this. Oh, <laughs> if you can handle this, you can handle most of MMO. We're stressed right now <laughs> in how we make it our jokes. So, it's a very hard times for us. This is like Adam Sandler in The Ridiculous Six. <laughs> like if we f- flubbed some jokes today. That's, right. But Adam Sandler's funnier in other times. So, <laughs> we're basically Adam Sandler. What show. we're saying is, basically. we're Adam Sandler. <laughs> the good, the bad. We pattern everything after him. But well, what's coming next? Well, I, I think we, we've landed on this. I think the reviews are going to be middling. So it's going to be one of those movies that comes out during this quarantine. And it's coming on Netflix, the largest streaming service. Yeah. We tried to get a guess. It, it fell through. Yeah. It didn't work out. So we're just, Mike and I are going to do it. We'll see if we're in person or hopefully we are. If not, we'll be, uh, you know, it'll, it'll sound slightly different, but mostly the same. The we'll exciting go- part is you could hear me progressively turn into a zombie the more you turn in. Because I no doubt we'll get it immediately after this recording. And I will be one of the quickest to turn because I have no immune system like we talked about. And at the end of one of these recordings, like, my ear will fall off and I'll be like, oh, that's weird. And I get the second one, my jaw will fall off completely. <laughs> and then eventually it's going to be the end of Shaun of the Dead where Mike's totally fine hanging out with a zombified friend. You're going to be playing video games? I will always be playing video games. We just spoiled Shaun of the Dead at the end of the episode. where spoil it. just want to recommend Shaun of the Dead. spoil it. Anyway, there's an anecdote and an argument (laughs) in between the teaser portion of what we're doing next. We are going to watch Lost Girls, which is going to be Thomas and Mackenzie, Amy Ryan, Oscar possibility. Look, it could be one of those movies that we talked about that maybe... Because so many things are being moved around in theaters, maybe there is something on a streaming network that gets a longer look by Oscar pundits and voters. Yeah, everybody watches it says, right. wow, Thomas and Mackenzie's great. Exactly. She's been great in everything else. We're finally realizing it. Maybe right. she's a supporting actress, <laughs> you know, possibility. Yeah. Because everybody watches Netflix this weekend and everybody watches her. Yeah. So that's I, that's it's on the schedule. That's what we're going to do. And it's, it's for that reason. I mean, who knows? Look. The entire world is in flux right now. We don't know what's going on with the NBA. We don't know what's going on with the Oscars. We don't know what's going on with regular movies. So we're all going to see what happens. And if one of those things that happens is The Lost Girls gets nominated, at least you'll have that episode from us. And we'll keep reporting on it, too, because we got an MMO Weekly after that. Well, guys, when reality sucks or is, like, really fucking dangerous, (laughs) stay in. Watch movies with and listen to us. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar trying to make award season year-round. Like, without the stuffiness and, like, without the sickness, without the, just stay Hopefully. healthy. Yes. Please, God, I hope everyone in your life stays healthy. We will see you very soon. See you.